resource focusing on early childhood music therapy. Imagine is sponsored by the American Music Therapy Association and can be found on the web at www.imagine.musictherapy.biz. This podcast is entitled Reflections on Music Therapy with Young Children and presented by Rana Kaplan. Rana is the Director of Music Therapy at the Music Settlement in Cleveland, Ohio. She has served premature infants to adults up to 103. Her special interests are young children and individuals with autism spectrum disorders, language delays and or social skill challenges, as well as teen parents or those with mental illness. Having published and presented nationally and internationally, Rana writes a column on music therapy for the Huffington Post. Presently serving as immediate past president of the AMTA and chair of its diversity task force, she chaired AMTA's autism task force and co-chaired its early childhood music therapy network. Hello, my name is Rana Kaplan. It is an honor and a privilege to have been invited to provide a podcast on the course of our work in music therapy with young children for Imagine 2012. 1994 was the year, and Orlando, Florida was the place. Marsha Humple and I had had the forethought to submit a proposal for something that had never happened before. We requested permission to host an early childhood music therapy roundtable as a concurrent NAMT conference session. There was a great turnout, and feedback was that participants wanted this event to continue annually. After leading the second Early Childhood Roundtable in 1995, Marsha and I were pleased to be invited to lead an Early Childhood Network endorsed by the NAMT Board of Directors. Early Childhood was the first formal network in the professional music therapy organizations, and ours became a model and set the standard for other special target population groups. Now, the former Early Childhood Roundtable meets as the Early Childhood Network during the Special Target Populations Network Lunch at each annual AMTA conference. Today we state that the purpose of the AMTA Early Childhood Network is to provide a platform for information exchange, discussion, and support for music therapists working with young children and professionals in related fields. Marcia and I remained co-chairs of the network until 2006 when Petra Kern and Angie Snell ably took the helm. We have, however, both remained involved. Early network participants overwhelmingly stated that once-a-year meetings were not enough time to convey information and share success stories about music therapy's benefits for young children. Therefore, the Early Childhood Newsletter was born in 1996 with Marsha as the first editor. The first issue, with only four pages, was distributed via U.S. mail. In 2003, having doubled in size to eight pages, the AMTA Early Childhood Newsletter moved to online posting on the AMTA website. In 2006, Petra Kern became the newsletter editor, and the rest is history. In 2009, Petra brought forward a proposal to the AMTA Board of Directors to expand the newsletter into an online magazine. With the board's approval, 2010 heralded the pilot of AMTA's first online magazine, Imagine, which included 96 pages with articles and contributions from 10 countries. This amazing and attractive resource features a wealth of contents with podcasts, video clips, and so much more. Parallel growth in early childhood music therapy has been seen in other areas. 
For example, at AMTA's inaugural conference in 1998, only six concurrent sessions, including the Early Childhood Music Therapy Roundtable, were devoted to music therapy with infants and young children. Fast forward to the 2011 conference, where the program boasted an early childhood track and approximately 19 concurrent sessions related to music therapy with this age group. Additionally, since the first Early Childhood Institute, co-chaired by myself and Marsha, at the 1997 NAMT conference, AMTA has hosted very popular and well-attended Early Childhood Institutes every few years, with one chaired by Marsha and Becky Wellman this past year. Furthermore, CMTE Continuing Music Therapy Education courses related to music therapy with young children now occur regularly on regional and national conference programs. In 1990, Marsha examined trends in early intervention preschool programs and specific uses for music therapy within those programs. Her findings were published in Music Therapy Perspectives. She noted that there was a very real need for more research concerning the use of music therapy in the realm of early intervention programming. Since that 1990 article was published, many more studies have been conducted that communicate music therapy's positive effects for infants and young children in many different settings. An annotated bibliography that includes abstracts of all music therapy, music therapy perspectives, and journal of music therapy articles published specifically related to music therapy with young children in educational settings or methodologies pertaining to young children has been frequently updated. Look for where to find it on the Imagine website. Chapters in the 2005 monograph, Early Childhood and School Age Educational Settings, edited by Marsha Humpel and Cynthia Cowell, were written by many of the music therapists who had been extremely active in the Early Childhood Network from its inception. Also focusing on music therapy and education was the first edition in 1996 and the second edition in 2002 of Models of Music Therapy Interventions in School Settings, edited by Brian Wilson. Two chapters in the 2002 edition deal specifically with music therapy in early childhood settings. Several AMTA publications relate to pediatric music therapy. A 2008 volume in the AMTA monograph series relates to medical music therapy for pediatrics in hospital settings and was edited by Deanne Hansen-Abramite and Cynthia Colwell. Music Therapy in Pediatric Healthcare, edited by Sherry Robb, was published by AMTA in 2003. David Wolfe and Eric Walden authored Music Therapy in Pediatric Medicine, published in 2009 and the second edition of Music Therapy and Premature Infants by Jane Stanley and Darcy Walworth was published in 2010. One can now find many other publications from other sources and publishers as experts declare that early intervention just makes good sense. Particularly in reference to autism, here is a quote from the OCALI, Ohio Center for Autism and Low Incidence website. Quote, Research continues to establish and demonstrate that the earlier intervention begins, the greater the benefit out and outcomes for the individual. End of quote. One recent must-read is a book by Elizabeth Schwartz entitled Music Therapy and Early Childhood, A Developmental Approach, published in 2008 by Barcelona. Another, which is hot off the presses, is Music Therapy and Parent-Infant Bonding, edited by Jane Edwards and published in 2011 by Oxford. Both these books fill a gap in our literature base and are welcome additions to early childhood music therapy libraries for students, professionals, and those in related fields. 
When I was AMTA president, I voiced concerns that we need a larger music therapy workforce to be able to provide access and services to all those who could benefit from music therapy. Due to the miracles of modern science, more preemies are being kept alive, but many have more developmental issues. Music therapists could help them both in the initial stages of life as well as in their toddlerhood and childhood. More children are being diagnosed with autism spectrum disorders than ever before, and we have an autism strategic priority in AMTA to help us focus on developing partnerships with autism organizations, educating the public about music therapy's benefits, and more. It is exciting to see the great interest in music therapy work with infants and young children shown by our members and MTBCs in general. In the year 2000, approximately 10% of AMTA's music therapy workforce reported that they work with young children. AMTA's 2011 statistical profile shows an increase to 13.4% of our professional members working with infants and children. The need is great, and the work is rewarding. Music therapists may function in many different roles with this population, from direct service to consultant to co-teacher. We may provide music therapy as enrichment for all children in a program or as a related service for those children who have music therapy listed as a related service on their IEPs, assessments for eligibility for music therapy as a related service, individual music therapy, music therapy groups, in self-contained classes or with reverse mainstreaming or reverse inclusion, inclusion in music classes or performing groups, music therapy on the playground, music therapy-related performances, music therapy as an assistant special education or regular classrooms, music therapy to assist the meeting of sensory needs, relaxation, and more, and or consultation, co-treatment, or co-teaching with other professionals. The Internet has really continued to change the way we access information and one another. When we began the Early Childhood Network, I never would have thought that I would have written one of my many columns in the Huffington Post on music therapy in early childhood classrooms. You can find a hyperlink to this under resources on the podcast webpage. The Huffington Post didn't even exist back then. We can quickly find a myriad of resources, equipment, or music, or read blogs about various music therapy topics from our colleagues all over the world with the click of a mouse or a touch. Marsha Humpel said, We've come a long way, baby, at one of our early, early childhood music therapy institutes, and we've come even farther in this millennium. The sky is the limit for us. Imagine the possibilities. Listening to this Imagine podcast produced in 2012.